welcome to the Book Host Squad podcast. I'm Sarah. I'm Trudy. And I'm Grace. In this episode, we're going to be talking about our favorite book characters. But first, let's talk about what we've been reading. Grace, what have you been reading this week? Well, um, yesterday I finished The Princess and the Fangirl by Ashley Poston. And I'd read Geekarella earlier this year, and I talked about it in another episode. And basically, Geekarella and um, the Princess and the Fangirl take place in like the same universe. It's a sequel. And it's about this show called Starfield that is essentially supposed to be Star Trek that got turned into a movie franchise and there's like this convention where all the fans of Starfield go and the cast comes to it. And so it takes place in that kind of world. And I read it because the book primarily takes place in Charleston, South Carolina, which I've been many times. And the convention is supposed to be Dragon Con, which is in Atlanta, which I've been to many times. So I was like, I do all this stuff. This will be fun. So I read I read Geekerella and I actually really liked it. Like it was slightly cringy, but not beyond like a normal YA book is. But um The Princess and the Fangirl, which is a modernish retelling of The Prince and the Pauper, or if you prefer the Barbie version, The Princess and the Pauper. Um <laughs> I it do was prefer the Barbie good. version. Thank you. Who doesn't really? <laughs> But it, it was, like, okay, so one of the characters, it's told from two different point of views, and Jessica Stone is one of the point of views, and she is the female lead of the Starfield movies, and the character she plays gets killed off in the original series and in the movie as, like, a way to prop up the male character, so she gets fridged, and there's a lot of, like, controversy in the fandom about it, and... People are really angry about it and want the female character to live in the movies instead of, like, how she was done. Instead of being killed like she was originally. But the actress was did not support that because she wants to, like, be in artsy films and get an Oscar. And she's in, like, this big major film franchise and she's worrying it's going to ruin her career. Plus, like, the fans in the fandom are, like, really mean to her online. Like... There's, like, this line where she's, like, I thought I was going to be, like, a Jennifer Lawrence kind of actress and I would get really famous, but no one ever told me I was going to get famous, like, Daisy Ridley or who played Rose in Star Wars? Uh, no idea. Sorry, I thought I remembered her name. I don't know, but, you know, like, they sent, they, like, chased that actress off the internet. Marie so Tran, right? Yeah, Kelly Marie Tran. Tran. Yeah. Sorry, I blinked. But... So it's, like, really interesting, and I'm like, wow, this is really cool. Like, this is delving into a lot of, like, interesting stuff about, like, fandom and how we treat women in fandom and all this stuff, and I was like, this is really interesting. And she also likes girls, this, the Jessica Stone character does. So I was like, what an interesting character, can't wait to see her do stuff, da 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 But then the other part of the book is told from this girl named Imogen, who is, like, a big fan of Starfield, and she goes to the convention every year, and she wants the character that Jessica plays to not die and has this big petition. And she was so fucking irritating. <laughs> she, like, it was. It felt like the book was written by two different people because, like, the writing for the other character was, like, kind of fine. But for Imogen, it was just, like, 
so cringy and I literally like couldn't barely get through it and it was such a bad time like every paragraph they had to have some sort of like reference to like pop culture like for example there was like she would be like I let the door close behind me like like I was a companion leaving the TARDIS for the last time and I'm like you can just say that you closed the door (laughs) you don't have to do this every time and it was just so awful and it was bad it was really hard to get through and uh yeah it was bad yeah those books I don't know they sound like something I might have liked when I was like 14 and I was like very into fandom and stuff but now that I'm an adult and I'm seeing it from the outside just hearing about it just sounds mm. that's that's very fair yeah that's how I felt as well yeah Hmm. but um Trudy what what have you been reading um so this week I read like a well okay so I kind of so I read um a mystery thriller book Where the Truth Lives by Mia Sheridan she's usually a uh, romance novel and there is a romantic storyline in this is pretty important um it's actually the second in a duology but I skipped the first one because it remind the storyline reminded me a lot of this um of a different book and uh, which I can't remember the name of right now it was a Jennifer Armantrout book um, and it's basically like the storyline of the original book was like there was a serial killer and there was a girl and she was kidnapped when she was younger and she survived like the so- serial killer rapist. But now like she's older and like someone is like either copycatting them or they're back again or whatever, whatever. Um, and that was the kind of the plot of the first book. And I didn't really want to read it because I heard it had not did not have a happy ending. So I read the second book and the main character in this one, the hero, is actually um, like a younger and it's important to the plot in the first one. Don't want to give away spoilers. Um, so I read the second book and it actually wraps up storylines in the first one. So it was actually pretty good. It was a fun time. I was like invested in the plot. Um, I really wanted to know who the killer were, was. The romance was okay. It wasn't the greatest thing ever, but I was more interested in the plot, which is of course weird for me, but yeah, so that was a good one. Hmm. Um, then I read two lives of Lydia bird. Um, I really loved it. Um, this one is the, um, this one's actually, I think pretty popular by Josie silver. Um, yeah, I've been hearing a lot about it. Yeah, yeah. So basically, Me yeah, too. it's where like uh, the main character Lydia, her fiance dies, and she then like takes a pill when she falls asleep. There's like an alternate universe where he's alive, and she kind of like living in these two different universes and like trying to like, and it's really about her grieving and her like process, like her processing through the grief. Um, I really loved it. The like the only reason why I didn't like love love it was the ending felt very abrupt. Um, there was like no epilogue or anything to really wrap up some stuff. And part of me, I mean, I understand why she did it the way she did it, but like part of me was like, I want to know how the alternative universe storyline like finish wraps up. But I think she left it open ended on purpose, so like we would always be thinking about it. Um, but anyway, I but overall, it was a good book. It was very interesting. I think it was very creative. That whole like, like that idea of like throwing in some like because you don't know if it's like the pills are actually doing anything or if it's really just her grieving or like what's going on. Um, but I thought it was a really, it was a really good book. Huh. And then interestingly oh. enough, the next book I read after that was called the happy ever after playlist. And that book is also about a woman whose, um, fiance does. Dies. Don't know oh. why I read two books back to back about fiance's dying, mm-hmm. um, by yeah. Abby Jim, Jimenez. I can't pronounce her last name. Um, it's a sequel to the friend zone, which is also by her. Um, the friend zone I had skipped because I actually hadn't heard that great of things about it. But this book I really, really, really loved. Actually, I gave it five stars in Goodreads. Um, it also has a dog, which I think Grace would love. Ah! Yeah. 
I love dogs. Bond. It's basically um she there's a uh, the woman is um in L A and like she accidentally almost runs over like a dog basically attacks her and she like finds this missing dog and she keeps calling the owner to like get him to pick to get the owner to pick up the dog but the owner's not picking up for two weeks so she's like okay I'm just gonna keep the dog because she basically basically this dog is helping her like get out of her shell and like start to move on from her you know dead husband mm. only for the guy who was like he was actually like the super famous singer who was in like like who didn't have his phone for two weeks or whatever finally realizes he's getting the calls back and so like they bond over the fact that she's like not giving him his dog back um it's a great it's really it was a lot of fun um i really enjoyed the pacing of it because i felt like the first half took place in like a very short period of time but the second half took place a really long period of time um it just i don't know it was really good it was a really unique book i feel like because it really got to see different parts of a relationship and a romance than what's typical that sounds cool. Yeah. Yeah. And then the last does. book that I just finished this morning was I was rereading Managed by Kristen Callahan. Uh, really the only reason I was rereading it is I want to reread I want to reread the third book in the series, the VIP series, which is um Fall, which I will probably start tonight. So that's really what I was doing. But it manages a good book too. If you're into those rock star romances, um, except he's the manager. But whatever. Anyway, it's a good it's a good one. It has some found fan found family <laughs> in it too. That's always those are always good. Yeah. yeah. But yes, only four books this week again. Oh, only four. <laughs> only four. No, they—that's they, an interesting selection, though. Yeah. The four. Again, um, I, as I was telling you guys earlier, I spent a lot of this week watching Love Island instead. So that's kind of why there's <laughs> only been four books. No, that's so valid. Um, I don't want to use the word slump for what I've been in, but I've been kind of in a reading slump. Um, I was reading slash listening to Nocturna by Maya Motain. I was listening to it and then I also uh, got the ebook of it and I was reading that, but it just like wasn't holding my interest for some reason. Like it wasn't bad. It was just like, I don't know, like it was very, moving very slowly in the action. I think it, what got me was the action scenes were just like so dragged out. And when I read a book, I'm going to be honest, most times I skim over the action and fighting scenes because I just simply do not yeah. care that much. Uh, but these kept going on and on. I found myself skimming like page after page and I was like, all right. So I put it aside just because not it wasn't bad or anything. I'm just going to like save it for a time when I'm like in the mood for it. Right. Um, and I picked up Maybe in Another Life by Taylor Jenkins Reid. And uh, I loved, I mentioned this before on the podcast, but I loved Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo. I liked Davey, da- Daisy Jones in The Six. And uh and I was hoping for good things from this one, but I really didn't like it that much either. <sighs> um, <laughs> yeah, I kind of talked about, I don't know, if you uh, follow me on Twitter, I do, I did talk about this a little bit, but it was just, uh, the the storyline, it was very, like, cliche, but not in a good way. It was, like, frustratingly cliche, because hmm. everything that happened, I was like, of course this happens, you know, like, whatever. And the characters were all very very annoying um the main character especially like her narration like it was just so I really didn't like the way it was written um I think it was written for in a way that was like trying really really hard to appeal to chiclet readers and I've I've read chiclet before and I've enjoyed it but this was just like it was trying so hard and I didn't like I don't know I just didn't like her voice I just I don't know it just wasn't it wasn't for me (laughs) is what I'm trying to say and um it was it was just yeah I don't know not not a good time and then after that I finished that like two days ago and I haven't started another book since I don't know if that like traumatized me but like I I haven't picked up another book since 
Um, I'm probably <laughs> going to start our group read for this month called Night Film Next, and I'm excited to start that. But yeah, not not yeah. the best reading week for me, but it's okay because it's a new week now, and I can start a new book as soon as I can. <laughs> I'm glad you bit the bullet though and read um, the, uh, the that book because I was going to read it, but now that you've said that, I'm kind of like. Am I really going to read it? Probably not now. I don't know. <laughs> you might like it. Maybe. I don't, I don't uh, know. I have so many other things to read that I'm like, why, why don't I just read something else instead? Yeah, exactly. And it's not like super steamy or even, I wouldn't even call it like a romance because it was, but it also wasn't. And it, I don't know. Right. I, didn't, I couldn't connect with the characters. So it was, well, it was just... actually, it was, so I was choosing, I think a while before I read um, The Two Lives, I was trying to decide between reading that book and reading, um, what I can't even remember the title of the Taylor Jenkins read book, one that you just read. Uh, oh, maybe in another life. Yeah, maybe in another life. I couldn't decide between that one <laughs> and um. Sorry, I'm, my brain is like not working. Yet. No, you're fine. I thought I thought Sarah couldn't remember. I was like, Sarah, you read it just now. Then <laughs> you just talked about. Well, because I feel like the, what I was reading from the plot of that book and then the plot of Two Lives, it felt very similar. Obviously, there was that. Change, the difference was like it was about a dead fiance versus like this is like two lies but that whole idea of like two alternative universes um and i had seen that the reviews were generally better more people really had enjoyed um the L- lydia bird book so that's why i had read that one now i'm glad i made that decision yeah i i would definitely say go for lydia bird over this even though i haven't read lydia bird but a lot of people have been liking that one and yeah this one i don't know i didn't really read the reviews for it i just kind of like had it and i was like you know what I'm in the mood for something light and fun, but it wasn't really fun. So, no. <laughs> but it was really short. So I read it really quickly. So it wasn't that bad. But yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I'll probably read the next book Taylor Jenkins Reid puts out, like when next, when she puts out a new book. But I don't think I'm going to read any more of her backlist because I feel like she's kind of found her niche with like quasi historical fiction with Evelyn Hugo and Daisy Jones. And I'm hoping that's kind of in the vein of what her next book will be rather than uh, her other books, which are more uh, on the chiclet side, I guess. How many books does she have? She has a decent, I think, I want to say like five, six, oh, okay. something like that. It's not a ton, but it's like a decent number. Um, all of them are, a, they all have like similar themes, I noticed when reading the summaries. So I don't know. I, I'll definitely, like I said, I'll pick up if she puts out a new release, but I don't think I'm going to read any more of her backlist. That's yeah. fair. Um, so do we want to start talking about our favorite book characters? Yeah. Okay. Yes. Who wants to start? Who has strong thoughts? I mean, I don't have strong thoughts, but I do have 54 books in my book, book boyfriend's um, shelf. So there's right. that. Go for it. Well, okay. So what I was so I was thinking about, we were the fact that we were talking about this conversation about this topic, and it's really interesting to me because obviously, so obviously, I read a lot of romances. So there's like an equal number of male and female characters in theory, um, and I find that I was like going through that list, and I like most of these books where I have a book where I've like shelved it as book boyfriends. I also really love either, and this is what I've come to realize: either it may not be a favorite necessarily, but if it is a favorite, I also really love the female character. So, like, I think for me, if I, if it's a favorite, I love both characters. So that's kind of how I was able to, like, realize, like, oh, I don't really like a book. If, like, if I really loved a character, I probably really loved the book overall anyway. Um, right. So that was something I wanted to point out. But anyway, I 
So a couple random ones. I'll just know because I've already talked about them before on this podcast. Um, off campus, had some great heroes. Um, I really love in that entire universe. There's like eight main characters. I really love um, Garrett from the first book and Hannah. Both of them from the first book are wonderful. And Tucker and Sabrina from the last book are also wonderful. Um, I've come, come to realize as I was doing this thing, most of my favorite male characters tended to be <laughs> probably not that I probably not that surprising. Very much fit my like normal type in like who I look for in <laughs> a guy. Um, <laughs> in that they were like sarcastic and like funny, but also like a little bit more on the like not serious side, but they like took life seriously in a way. Like that's not a, I don't know how to describe it. They were they all tend to be like I don't know. They all are all sarcastic, but they also like how about this? They all have like a job. Does that, does that make sense to people? Yeah, yeah. Like they had they have they had a their job life together and in a sarcastic. way. They all had their life in it together and they were sarcastic. It's kind of a nerd. A lot of them are nerds. Um, very nerdy. Yeah, I have a lot of nerd um, favorite characters. Both women and men are like they have to be like smart. I don't know why that That's is. Super valid. Like even the book thief, right? So I love Weasel in the book thief, who's the did I say that right? Her um, yeah. the main character in that one. I love her so much and like her whole like main personality trait is that she loves reading and she loves books. Um, and I love her so much. Also, I love Rudy in that book too. He makes me happy. Um, except when he makes me sad, but mostly he <laughs> makes me happy. Um, what other books? What other some, what are some other characters? Um, I really loved uh, Winter, not Winter, sorry. Um, Cinder and Kai from the Lunar Chronicles. Oh, I love them. They're always my favorites in that series. They, I really love them. I really like all of the characters in that series, but I would say those two are my favorite. Um, although yeah, I did love I Winter. I can't remember his name right now. Jason. Yeah, Winter and Jason. Weird. But it's, it's spelled like weird. Yeah. J-A-C-I-N. Yes. It's still Jason, I think. I love that one, too, because they're like, they have like the bodyguard princess relationship, like also being like yeah. really friends to lovers. Like they they were, they're, they're wonderful characters as well. Um, yeah, most of my favorite guy characters tend to be super supportive also of their like ladies, which I really appreciate. Um, and what I thought was really funny and I wanted to point this out was I also have, um, the queen of nothing on my book boyfriend shelf, which I don't remember putting that (laughs) on there, but only the queen of nothing and not the other two. We can't discuss queen of nothing yet because Grace hasn't read it. I still haven't read it. I have my, my hold. It. Or I had it, I had it, and then it went away. I ran out of time. <laughs> oh, no. But I should be getting it again in a few days. It says available soon, so. I had a dream the other night about, like, my dreams were, like, making up what would happen next. Which is how you know <laughs> that you really like the books when your dreams are Maybe doing you that. should read it. So I'm excited to get back into it. I, I, I'm, it's, I'm waiting for it, Shruti. I have to, I have to okay. wait. I have to Well, wait. I will say, Cardin, I think it's interesting. I think Jude is my favorite in the first book, um, or the second. Actually, I think I like her the most in uh, Wicked King. But I think Cardin I liked the most in the last book. Um, that that makes hmm. sense. Yeah, Me, give it, Yeah, Sarah understands. <laughs> um, what other ones? Oh, and then this is one I want to talk about. So um, you deserve each other, right? Which of course I still love, and I'm probably going to reread soon because I love it so much. Um, yes. Nicholas in that book. So he's the main guy in that book. Um, I actually really loved his character. Um, obviously Naomi is great, but like Nicholas is just—he's like such a good like love interest the guy character um and which i think is really funny because sarah hogel um the author of the book who now apparently follows me on twitter 
because I followed her. <laughs> um, she was doing like a and a session with one of like with someone else and was talking about like how she came up with the characters and she was kind of like, yeah, Nicholas was not, like she never really like had an idea for who he's going to be because he wasn't even like necess- she wasn't like Naomi wasn't necessarily going to even end up with him at the end. So I thought it was just really funny because the way he developed, he became like he's like one of my probably like a great character. I really really love him just because he was like super supportive while also being like standing up for himself eventually and like I don't know. It was like a really good balance of like this is what you want in a love interest. Um, okay, that's all I got for the top of my head. So one of you guys go, and I'll add more if I think of more. Um, I can go. go I as far as book boyfriends go. I think the only one that I really have is Peter Malark oh, from The Hunger Games. Oh, yes. Um, he, I think, first of all, he's really, like, soft and nice, and he always he's is, like, ultimate, looking out for Katniss. He's the ultimate soft boy. <laughs> he is, but at the same time, he's also, like, so smart and kind of, like, conniving in a way. Because yes. he knows how to manipulate people, and it's just, like, such a, like, duality but he's still like genuinely a good person despite like having this skill Mm -hmm. definitely and he's just so like well written and i feel like i see myself in him a little bit and i think (laughs) we would be very good together (laughs) but also (laughs) in other in other characters not just book boyfriends i think all of the characters in the hunger games Mm -hmm. are like really good and really well written. Like, I think Katniss is written very well to the point where, like, I really feel like I know her as a person. And, like, she's my friend. <laughs> just because I'm like, well, Katniss would do this in this situation. Like, I just know her because of the way that she's written. And even, like, Joanna I love, obviously. She's the best. But even with, like, Gail, like, who I am not personally, like, he's never been a favorite of mine. But even him is, like, he's, like, very vital to the story. He serves an important part. If it weren't for him, Katniss would never know, like, anything about, like, having rebellious thoughts and, like, working against the Capitol and all that stuff. Because he, he's the voice that provides that throughout this series. Yeah. So it's it's good. Those are good characters. They are. All the characters like in them. that series are so beautifully crafted. Yeah, I find that, like, they you are. can, f- I feel like most of the, my favorite characters, other than, like, the couple here and there, come from authors who I trust. Like, I'm like, oh, I've read a lot from you or I've read this series from you, and I love all of the characters in it. So, like, we mentioned, like, all the Lunar Chronicle characters are awesome. Um, And I had mentioned um, Natalia Jaster, I think, a couple episodes ago. It might be the Lost episode and her um, series. And I just remembered in that series. So um, the first book is called Touch, and the characters are Love and Andrew. And Andrew's supposed to be this mortal, and Love is obviously the goddess of love. Um, they are amazing characters and I love them so much because you have like this so much depth in this idea of this like special angel deity who is like in charge of all this love but then also she's falling in love with this mortal who she needs to like make fall in love with someone else because you know those are the rules and he's just like yeah no I'm not gonna let you do that because I love you instead and I'll I love them anyway what about you Sarah so uh my favorite book boyfriend is Nick from Gone Girl. I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were gonna say Nick from New Girl oh, for a second. I was like, know, wait, that, that's he, not a he's book. He's valid though. He would. He's a TV boyfriend <laughs> for sure. Um, I don't know if I have like a lot of book boyfriends. I guess like I have like favorite male characters in books, mm-hmm. but like I don't. I, I don't know. I don't consider them like boyfriends. Like in high school, right? I loved. Um, 
Christian Ozera from the Vampire Academy series because we all know I was obsessed with Vampire <laughs> Academy in high school. I've mentioned it several times. Um, but he was like my number one. I loved him. He is like, I, and I always liked him because he was like presented as like this bad boy. Everyone thought he was so bad and like evil, but he was like such a soft boy. He wasn't a bad boy. He was a soft boy. <laughs> and I, just I love the really soft boys. I know, right? And it's just like the duality of Christian Azera. <laughs> yeah, the duality. It's all, yes, that's what it is. They're both sarcastic and soft at the same time. That's the duality. Exactly. Yep. Exactly. That's exactly how it is. He was very like sarcastic and he came off as kind of mean, but he wasn't mean. He was he was a softy. Like, come on. <laughs> um, so I always loved him. And then um, I guess I don't I don't have any others. I'll just, in terms of just favorite characters, I guess I always loved Lissa Dragomir from that series she was always a favorite of mine too and again like in high school I haven't read those books in many years so I don't know if I would still think this but I always loved her um and then I'm seconding Grace's Hunger Games characters I have Katniss especially on my list because Mm -hmm. I just love I've mentioned this before but I just love the way she's written she's such I don't know she's just a very important character I think um, and then I also want to shout out Audrey Rose and Thomas. Yes. The, yeah, the Stalking Jack the Ripper series. Um, I love both of them so much. Uh, Audrey Rose is kind of a dumb bitch sometimes, but that's okay. <laughs> you know, it's representation for us dumb bitches. Um, <laughs> I love her and I love Thomas. And uh, I just, yeah, I love those books. Most of the times, like, uh, like you were saying, Trudy, if I like the characters, I'm going to like the book. Um, and I noticed a lot of my, I kind of made a list. I noticed a lot of the characters on my list are from young adult books because hmm. I don't necessarily read literary fiction or thrillers for the characters. Like they can be like, yeah. interesting and complex, but that's not like what makes me enjoy them. You know, like sometimes I'll read them for the writing or like the storyline or something. But young adult books, I really have to like the characters to enjoy them. So I think that's why I get so much more interested in the characters in those because the others I have like, Adrian and Sydney from the Bloodline series. I have good, yeah, good choice. <laughs> exactly. I have um I've been I'm in the middle of the Diviner series right now and Evie, one of the main characters, I really like her. Again, she's kind of a dumb bitch, but that's okay. We love her anyway. And uh Sam Lloyd as well. He's really funny. I have a, I like the I like male characters that are like very sarcastic but soft and not actually mean, even though they seem yes. that way. Clearly, I have a type. <laughs> um and then of course my six of crows favorite. Oh, yes. I love yes, I love all six of them very much. And but uh my favorite if I had to choose one favorite, it would be Inej. But if I had to choose three favorites, it would be Kaz, Inej, and Nina. <laughs> and that's as much as I can narrow it down to. I love all three of them. Kaz is just like I mean like I don't know I feel like everyone has talked about this before this isn't new information to anyone but Kaz and his backstory are just so well done same with Inej her backstory and just both of their development together and separately throughout the duology is just excellent and then same with Nina she goes through so much development her backstory is really cool and I still haven't read King of Stars because I'm a piece of shit, but I'm going to read that at some point, and I'm excited to see more Nina in that. And then uh, the last two on my list are, well, I just grouped the Raven Boys as one, <laughs> and by boys, I include Blue in that. I should have been more specific, yes. but the gang, the the gangsy, as, uh, as book Twitter calls them, uh, I love <laughs> all of them. I, I, I guess if I had to choose, like, Blue and Gansy would be my favorites, but I don't want to leave out, like, 
Adam, Noah, and Ronan. I love them too. I can't. I can't do that to them. And um, Henry. Does would we can I like include Henry, Henry in that? Him. Yeah. I like, I like him too. Henry. I'll throw him in there. Um, my favorite Raven, my out. favorite character from Raven Boys that I have not read is Noah. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, if you read it, he would be exactly. Read it, exactly. Would he's he's probably like the definition of soft That's boy. So true. Do we think? Yes, but sad, sad, sad soft. soft boy, sad soft. Yes. <laughs> that sounds I, about right. Yeah, that sounds sad about boy. Right. No, he's like the yeah. He's more sad boy, but he's definitely soft boy too. Um, and then the last one I have is Amy Dunn from Gone Girl because she's actually one of my favorite characters. Not just because she's, you know, every, again, everyone knows Gone Girl and how well done of a character she is. I think my problem is that I've read too many books. Um, and the, well, and, <laughs> uh, and yeah. the yeah. problem is, is that kind of what you were saying, Sarah, is that with romances, you have to love the characters that you really love the book. Because if you don't love yeah. the characters in a romance, like, yeah, the plot is obviously, like, could be fun. But if you don't like the characters, what's the point? Um, exactly. So, like, for the most part, if I've read it and I finished it, I, like, thought the characters were decent. And then if I loved the book, then I thought, then I thought I loved the characters. So, like, it's very hard for me to, like, narrow these things down. But I was just kind of, like, glancing through some of my, like, lists of favorites and book boyfriends and stuff like that. And I've no- and I'm kind of looking at this. Some of my favorite male characters have been written by uh, Jennifer Armentrout. And so for mm. those of you who don't know, she's written like the Lux series and stuff like that, which I actually haven't read. Um, but like for instance, the Titan series. Is that is the Lux That's the alien, alien Yeah, that's one? the alien one. I was so disappointed. Okay. I tried reading that one, but I hated the dude, so I had to stop. So this is really interesting to me. So this is okay, okay, I want to discuss this then. So yeah, yes. it's the Lux series and the Covenant series, right? Um uh-huh. and the Covenant series I didn't read, right? Because I and I think that one is more enjoyed in general, and that one's like kind of the one that's more um like greek mythology stuff right i didn't read that series but then she had like a sequel series that came out called titan and what she tends to do is so like there's always some sort of like mini love triangle going on in her original series because for whatever because she was writing back in the day when there was that was the big thing um but then like the guy who like didn't win the love triangle ends up being the hero in like the second series right so I just started reading the second series because I know, knowing myself, I'm never going to like the original hero. I'm always going to like the secondary love interest. So I just read the second series. And you know what? It paid off because I loved the Titan series. I loved the hero. I loved the main character. And I loved and the series. It was a lot of fun. So just throwing that out there. So, like, maybe that's what you have to do with Jennifer Armentrout sometimes. If you don't like the main, the main hero, you might. That's what I found is, like, I actually like her heroes. But I haven't been reading her original series. I've been reading, like, the sequel series um, for her books. So interesting. Yeah. So so there's Lux, and then Covenant is a spinoff series of Lux. Is it? No, 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 no. Type... Okay. So there's a couple oh, different. Sorry. Oh no, no, no. So yeah. So like Lux and Covenant are like two different like paths, right? Oh, okay. So Lux My is bad. the alien one, and the Covenant is the um, Greek mythology one, right? Okay. After the two genres, the only two. You mentioned that it had Greek mythology. I was like, man, that kind of sounds like a lot, like aliens and Greek. Oh wait, I'm not even. I thought you were okay. So this is it keeps going, right? So this is like her two main. These are two most popular. This is becoming a Jennifer Armin trial podcast. That's okay. Um, These are her two like main, um, like most famous series. They're also super. Like the Covenant one is like really long too. Um, So is Lux actually, and but then she's written like sequel series to them. and the Titan is the sequel series to Covenant. And then I believe, I can't remember what it's called. I'm just trying to, the, she's recently, pa- Origin is kind of the sequel series that she's currently writing 
um, to Lux about like the uh... secondary guy or like one of the one of the other guys in that series. Um, she's also there's also another series too, like the oh yeah, there's another series. She's current. She just started a romance, a vampire one that she published, which I haven't decided if I want to read or not yet. Um, she also started another series, which is also a sequel series to her another like trilogy she had written that was about like demons and stuff. So like she has like basically she picks a genre, writes a series, and then writes a sequel series about it, and it's always about the secondary hero. So I found it's just very interesting to me. Doesn't she also write about like normal people yes. too? Or am I no? And then of someone so else? remember how I was just talking about how there was like a thriller series about. Um, she also written like like a thriller. She's written like a couple thrillers and stuff, mysteries. Um, including one where, like, a girl got kidnapped when she was younger and then the serial killer is dead, but now, like, the serial killer is back when she's older because there were two serial killers. Um, and she writes some, like, contemporary romance, too. She, yeah. Oh, yeah, speaking of, of I do think she, she I do does think it all. should yeah. read the Da Vinci series, and I've told her this in the past, but anyway. Um, yeah. The other thing I wanted to point out, and then she's also written, like, some, like, college and, like, new adult ones, too, and I actually really loved the some of the male characters in that. On the other hand, I also have no- so I'm re- I was looking through my list, and all my like favorite female characters have come from like different authors. So like Serena Bowen, I've really loved a lot of her female characters, but then I also really loved her heroes too. So like usually, if I love an author's female characters, they tend to write the male characters too, just because I feel like male characters are easier to write. Hmm. Actually, I take that back. I feel like female- I don't write, so I don't know. I feel but... like, well, okay, for at least for me, like when I'm reading a book, I feel like it's much easier for me to like the female character than the male character. And I feel like in general perception, people tend to like the male character more. If that makes sense. I think, I think when I watch or read something, I think a lot of the time when I finish it, I, my favorite character ends up being mm-hmm. a male. And uh, for a long time, I was like, does that make me a bad person? Do I hate women? And then I realized, and a lot of, I think a lot of the things that I read or watch are, like, kind of male. Mm-hmm. There are lots of, there are, the male characters are more proportionate to the female right. characters sometimes. And so that made me feel bad, too. But then I realized that I went to women's college, <laughs> and I've never known a male in real life <laughs> other than my dad. And I think I'm fine. So Well, the, I think, no, I think you make a good point, though. Like, I do feel like sometimes... So, like I was saying, that whole idea of, like, a soft boy who's, like, really sarcastic, that's, like, a trope you can't do with girls or is not very prominent in, like, a female characters. It should be because that would be amazing, right? Like, you have a soft female who's super sarcastic. I think female characters have their own Right, but, like, why can't you have a soft... But that's not one of them. I'm pretty sure if there was a female character who was, like, super soft but also super sarcastic, I would love her. But no one ever writes a, a super soft female character who's super sarcastic. That's true. Yeah, or writes them well, at least. Yeah. So I feel like that's yeah, the you're... thing is like, I find more of the. I feel like this is okay. I don't know how to um, how exactly I'm phrasing it. I feel like it's easier for me personally to love a female character just because I'm like, oh, you're decent. I love you. Whereas with male characters, yeah. I'm harsher with them, like more judgmental towards my male characters. Yeah, it's yeah. It's, I don't. I don't know if it's that necessarily for me. I do find myself like more drawn towards female characters, and I like them more just because. I just connect better right. with women in general in life. So I that's why I tend to like I don't know, like I'm not I'm not like harsh on male characters or anything. It's just like yeah, I, I tend to be more interested mm-hmm. in learning more about the female ones and stuff. You know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. I mean I also think it's because of the romance thing. I tend to be harsher on the guys just because like we're reading okay. a straight yeah, romance, the guys sense. tend to be dumbasses. So, you know. 
Um, yeah. But I do feel like authors tend to give, and maybe again, this is because I read more female authors. I feel like the female authors tend to give more attention and care to their male characters because their audience tends to be women and that's like straight women. And that's like usually what the like draw is, is the male character. And if your male character isn't like really well developed, then you're not going to get an audience no matter what the heroine is like, because most people will self insert and whatever. So I feel like it's just, right. Yeah. So it's like a very interesting thing about like, I feel like male characters tend to be more like if you find, like, I feel like my character for my, for me personally, my favorite characters tend to be male because there are just more, there's put more care into them than the females and most of the female characters I love I love them but it's because I relate to them and so it's like I'm projecting stuff onto them so I love them (laughs) yeah and I mean on the other hand we've all seen like the men writing women so we all know what can happen the other way around that's true (laughs) but yeah that's definitely interesting to think about but um real quick going back to the Lux series um I wanted to read it because it was aliens Mm -hmm. and I love aliens and I didn't like it and I've tried so many other books with aliens, and I haven't hmm. liked any of them. So, but I really love aliens, and I want to find <laughs> an alien book that I like. I'm trying I'm to think. So, if anyone has any good alien recommendations, okay, <laughs> please hit me so up. So, it's not a recommendation because I haven't read it, but I bought it the other okay. day, and I'm recommending it to you because I bought it for a reason, and you will also All agree right. with that reason. <laughs> it is called The Last Human. Ooh. Um. It was described as, like, a space opera, Mm -hmm. and it's about this person who is, this is, I could be wrong, I only read the summary on Goodreads, but I think it's about this person who is living in space, and they are the last human, or so they've been told, and, like, I think everyone, all the aliens are scared of them, and so they um, team up with a fluff ball, (laughs) and someone else a, a robot maybe to do something oh i just found it on and TV. yeah i thought it sounded like guardians of the galaxy and the first review of it had someone with a group yes I, I see it. Right so i was now. like well if they liked it and they like guardians of the galaxy and i like guardians of the galaxy then clearly i gotta buy it all right but i haven't Ooh, read it good i'm gonna mark it to read, read as well yeah thank you yes yeah, I um I've been burned so many times by alien books before because I always see them and I'm like, yes, aliens. But I don't want like science fiction aliens, like speculative, like I have trouble with science fiction. But if it's like a fun book where the aliens are like fun characters, like like think like Roswell, like the TV yeah. show from the nineties that we right. talked about. Yes. Um I want something like that. Um so like I said, I want something like Roswell. More, why aren't there more alien romances? Like why is that not a right? genre? I thought that the Lux was going to be like Roswell, which is why I was briefly interested in it. I, but I thought never read it was it. too, but it's just I don't I don't know what it was. I just didn't like the male character. He was just I hate it when I start a book and like it's supposed to be like the bad boy male yeah. romance interest, and it's supposed to be like hate to love. And I get that, but there has to be a reason for the hate. He just hated her for no reason. Right? He was just mean to her for no yeah. reason. I was like, what the fuck? Also, is this is just what is the stupid. point of hate to love when there's no like reluctant allies or friends? Right? Exactly. In the middle. Yeah, anyway. and like, they, yeah, yeah, like it just started off, and he was like mean to her. Maybe there's like a, a reason that we find out later on in the books. But I'm like, no, I need a reason now. This makes no sense. It's just dumb. <laughs> like, I, I can't. I do, do think those are some of her like earlier stuff. So especially that first yeah, book. Yeah, it is. It is her early, yeah, yeah, it's one of her earlier books, so, like, I don't, I'm not judging right. her based on those, especially because she's written so many others. She's written so many a different lot genres. of books, yeah. Yeah, oh my gosh, she has so many, so I would be willing to give one of her other series a try, but 
I just I need a good alien book. So I'll no, try I'm with the last you. I want some Roswell like <laughs> Roswell like romances. Where is my yeah. alien and human falling in love? Come on now. Yes. Come on, authors. Exactly. Like Twilight, except with aliens. That's what I want. <laughs> except better in than Twilight. I really do. That really should be the. Also, Twilight's totally stole from Roswell. Let's oh. just get that out right now. Let's jot but that down. <laughs> there really should be. That should be a genre. Maybe that'll be the next big thing. You know what? I you know, so. everyone likes Star Wars. Yeah. Everyone likes Star Trek. Guardians um, of the Galaxy. Insert other things. Yeah, yeah. It'll happen. I It'll think happen. it might. It I might have a, have a moment. To yeah. Make a comeback. Yeah. <laughs> um, speaking of genres and th- more, what we want more of. Um, oh shoot! What was I about to say? I had a genre that we wanted to talk about. <laughs> Sorry, no, it's fine. Then I looked up Roswell and I lost it. <laughs> Damn it! Uh, I'm gonna go back and see if I can figure out what I was thinking about. Continue on without me vampire we got way off track here it's okay i'm gonna start talking about <laughs> fictional characters oh wait no i remember okay, okay I remember. here we go okay so thinking okay go ahead speaking of genres and like what we want more of i feel like i want more historic i feel like there's a lot it's very hard for me to connect with historical characters so the exception of course being still star-crossed and i loved um benvolio especially in that book actually how is that book not on my book boyfriend's book anyway um but in general i find like especially with my experience with the with jay with daisy jones which may have also been because the author is so good i find i I just don't like his i don't know if it's maybe this is why i don't read much of historical fiction is i feel like the characters are just not as interesting to me yeah and i also yeah that's i don't know part of it for me is just they're really slow but also you should read evelyn hugo because it's like partially historical fiction but also partially like in our current time um, and I was, I found myself really interested in the characters and like everything about it. So you might like that one. And I generally don't like historical fiction. So maybe you will too. I do have that on my to read. I haven't read it though. Have you read Bringing Down? Also, we are so off It's fine. So <laughs> it's sorry. okay. <laughs> I just want to ask you, have you read Bringing Down the Duke by Evie Dunmore? Bringing Down the like Duke. A, Bringing Down the Duke. I've heard of this yes, book. Yes, it's very popular. Wow, go me. A, yeah, look at you. It was a book of the month. <laughs> a lot of people love this book, and it's like a historical romance, and apparently it's like different from other historical fiction. I have a, I think, I have it on my to-read list, so I, I just might looked try it. it. Up. I just didn't know if you'd heard of it. I just looked it up. Uh, one of my friends has read it and gave it three stars, so I don't know. Oh, it came out this year, though. Hmm. Yes. Hmm, Interesting. It has a 4.03 average rating, which is pretty good for the reads. So I'll probably try it. I don't know. Oh, wait. I had heard about this. This is, like, she's trying to start the suffrage movement and, like, trying to, like, overthrow the Duke who's not doing that. Except they're going to fall in love because it's a romance. Yes. That sounds about right. Oh, that sounds Hmm. interesting. I'm putting it on my to read list. Tell us how it is, Shruti. Yes. I need need your review before I go in. I'm trying to, so what I was doing while we were discussing this is I went into Roswell and I'm trying to see, like, what are books like it? So while I'm doing that, you please continue discussing favorite characters. Ooh, try Novelist. That's a website. Oh, Novelist. And you try to type in, like, Roswell and then, like, it should give you read-alikes. Oh, I've learned something this new. This is some librarian knowledge for so Novelist. Oh, is this, oh, is this through EBSCOhost? Um, I guess. So this is coming up by novelist. I was going to say, you're such a librarian, Grace. Recommending an EBSCO host website. 
It's part of a reading reader's advisory. Okay, what do I do once I go here? I've never had to use it. I don't know, just... <laughs> I've only used it, like, once. Google, I mean, type in Roswell, and there should be, like, a thing where it's, like, books, read likes like this. If you like this, you would, oh, like... Oh, what's on there? Oh, is it not? Maybe I'm thinking of a different <laughs> website. I'll get back to you guys. <laughs> well, getting back on track, do we have any more oh, yeah. thoughts somehow? We were talking about favorite characters before this. Um, do we have any more thoughts on uh, any more favorite characters to bring up? You know what I'm going to bring up? I am going to bring up Narnia. I think um, when I was a child, a wee small lass, I think like any time a female character appeared on a page, I was like, I would die for them. <laughs> they had not yet spoken, but That's I would. And it's it has nothing to do with how well C.S. Lewis writes female characters. In actuality, he doesn't do that good Susan. of a job. But Susan. Yeah, Susan. Uh, Jill. Jill is not very... Jill is, like, one of my favorite characters in the series. But in in um, The Silver Chair, she's not, she's not all that great. She cries a lot. I wrote a ha- in whole paper about how it was really sexist. <laughs> but in The Last Battle, he, like, changes his tune. She is great in The Last Battle. She's, like, a completely different character. She is the best part of that book, which, as I have stated before, I don't really like. Yeah, I hate that but, book. But I do, re- I do remember her in that one. She was good. She had it all together. Like specifically, like in the in the silver chair, she's like, ah, maps, cartar- cartography. I can't. I keep getting lost. Da da da. But in the last battle, there's like this part where she's like, oh, I got this. I'll lead the way. And you just like, yeah, she's really good with maps. And I'm like, yeah, you changed your mind, C.S. <laughs> Lewis. I see that you did, and you did a good job. I don't think I had a point. Well, I, I was going to point. Okay, so since we're no. talking about Narnia, one of my I, one of my favorite characters from that series, um, other than Edmund, of course, who is awesome, um, is actually Polly from A Magician's Nephew. I love her. She's, She's a great a one. one. But yes, I also really do love Edmund because, of course, he has such a wonderful arc of like being all insecure and so trying to like be like semi evil but not really evil, and then learning from his mistakes and like then being the like logical rational one in Prince Caspian. Yeah. yeah. And the like, just even, and then he, especially in Voyage of the Dawn Tre- Treader as well, like you get to see like why is he called the Just, and like you get to see all of that part of his personality, which is really cool. Yeah, yeah. In um, Voyage of the Dawn Treader, he really I kind of uh, that's my favorite book, but he doesn't do right. that a whole lot, which kind of makes me sad. He's really just kind of there to like help Eustace along, but you know he still has some good points, some some good parts in that book. Yeah, and I think in that book he was trying to show that Edmund was like getting old, and he was only there to like pass along right. his knowledge. But, um, right. yeah, I always liked Edmund, but I think my favorite character from that series when, again, I haven't read it since I was a child, but I, Susan was always my favorite. I do love Susan. So that's why, yeah, that's why I hated The Last Battle, because, you know, but, um, When I was little, yeah. I hated I Susan, actually, but then rereading it when I was a teenager, I was like, wait, Susan's awesome. C.S. Lewis just yeah. sexist, so... Yeah, honestly, maybe it's yeah. the same with just, like, older six, older sister characters, mm. like I said before. But I always – Susan was always, like, the one that I gravitated towards the most. I don't know why. but Yeah, when I was first reading it and slash the movie was coming out, I was like, oh, my God, Susan has the bow and arrow. She's so cool. And so I got to, like, look up to her, whereas Lucy was around my age. So she wasn't as cool to me. Mm-hmm. But then when I was, like, getting deeper into the books, I was like, actually, Lucy is the That's best. Fair. But Susan is still, I still really love Susan. While we're talking about yeah. childhood favorite books, um, I figure I should bring up Harry Potter for a second. Um, 
Ginny Weasley is actually one of my favorite characters of all time. Obviously, Harry Potter is also up there. Wow. I think he, I mean, he's actually my favorite character from the series. Like, Harry is my favorite character of the series. But Ginny is also one of my, like, favorite characters of all time. Just because, just for what she, I don't know, like, just the way she is in that, I don't know. I don't know how to describe it. It's just one of those things, like, she's, I like you. Yeah, she's really cool in the books. In the books, of course. Because, yeah. Whatever. <laughs> um, yeah. Just because I'm looking at my bookshelf now and I'm like, I see the, I can see the cover. Um, I actually, I also, one of the characters that like most, I'm, I probably the most relatable character for me is Mo Banerjee from Lemonade Mouth, um, who Naomi Scott plays her in, um, in the movie. Yes. Okay. Um, and probably, obviously part of it is because she's Indian. So like that whole thing, of course, as a kid, when I'm like reading all these books with white people, I'm like, oh, look, it's someone with the Indian last name. That's cool. Um, and then she has to go through all the dating stuff with her parents. And, like, it's all very – and, like, but she has, like, these expectations of, like, doing all these academic stuff. It's, like, super relatable to me, especially when I was – I read it first, of course, when I was in high school. So that really related. I was very relatable. Um, so she will always have a special place for me. Yeah. Um, that that makes sense, too. But also going back to the uh, the Narnia thing. Oh, yeah, this sorry. This just kind of popped in my head. I remembered this. No, no, you're fine. Um, the uh, – Susan and Edmund were always the two that I liked the most, like I said. And I liked Lucy and Peter, but they always just came off as, like, very, like, perfect to me. Like, hmm. C.S. Lewis didn't really show – I mean, he showed their flaws, but they were always, like, like the like the good ones, you know? Whereas Susan and mm-hmm. Edmund were, like – like, Edmund in, the, in uh, Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe, obviously. We all know his storyline. And then Susan in The Last Battle, how her ending and everything, they are kind of shown to be – I don't know, like, to me, they were the more, like – like not not like the bad ones but the ones who weren't like perfect mm-hmm. you know not that peter and right. Lucy were perfect but i just connected more with them because i don't know i just felt like they were more human to me yeah i think um i think lucy has more uh times where she like despite the fact that she's like kind of the main out of all mm-hmm. of them and she like has the most like faith and all that stuff i think she fall she's she messes up more often than Peter does. Peter doesn't – he doesn't do much if you really think about <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, like, he's just the oldest. He's not – he's just the oldest, exactly. Like, And I listen, <laughs> I listen to this podcast called The Lamp Post Listener, which is very good. So if any of you want to listen to it, you should. But they sometimes point out things that Peter does where he's like, see, this shows how he's like a really good king and how he's like so protective of his siblings. Like, you know what? That's true. You're right. But – you have to like really kind of think yeah, about it. I feel like his character is very does. much surface level, and like most of like the details yeah. were in there to like help you kind of project out the future. But he's like a very—I don't want to say a flat character because he does have like personality. You obviously see more of his flaws. I think more so in the movie than in the book of Prince Caspian. Um, yeah, which actually is one of the reasons why I actually enjoyed the movie of Prince Caspian. I don't like him in the movie as either, though. I don't really... I mean, I don't dislike him, Well, I but liked I, him like, in the movie because you got so... to actually see that he wasn't perfect and he got called out for it. Um, and that's, like, that he, made him... Yeah, but well, it was yeah, so dramatic. So, like, it, it made you, like... It made him more, well, like, well-rounded and more of, like, a real character, whereas in the book he never really had that. So he just felt like, oh, yeah, that's just who he... I don't know. He, he didn't feel as yeah. interesting. Yeah, and also yeah. he and Sue, he and Lucy are, like forgiven very easily for their flaws whereas like Edmund and Susan were like physically cast out at different points Mm -hmm. you know whereas like Edmund is able to find his way back to like you know Susan becomes a woman or whatever 
and uh she's like actively they're like actively cast out at some a different point i was gonna yeah. say that at some so, point we know. need to do a narnia podcast but honestly we've just been talking about we've talked about narnia and like all like every single podcast. <laughs> you're welcome everyone you're welcome it's fine yeah, but um, one other character I wanted to mention from a childhood book is Annabeth from the Percy oh, Jackson series because she yeah. is, yeah, she's always one of my favorites. But um, do we have any other characters we want to bring up before we close out? I no, but I, an idea we should have an episode where we talk about characters that we really don't <laughs> Ooh, like. We can't have that. That's a good one. Yeah, that that could be a fun one. Okay, if we're not talking about characters, I do have a theory I want to share with you guys. Obviously, I read books very quickly, so I don't know. And it's from my – so you have to keep it in mind that I, when I read a book, I usually finish it within a day or two um, just because either I have time to read it or whatever. I'm, I'm a very quick reader, um, especially quarantine when I literally have nothing else to do. Um, or it takes me a while to read a book because – I mean, even when it takes me a while to read a book, I'll say, like, it takes me, like, a week because I have work to do, so I'm only reading it at nights or something. Um, so it's not a very long period in, in terms of other people. But to me, when I – so when I say – short period or long period i'm really talking like reading an entire book in one day versus reading a book in like a week but you can probably project out to whatever your equivalent is of reading in a short period and long period point of this is i feel like i enjoy books better when i read it all together in one time versus spreading it out and i feel like if i read the same book all in one day versus reading the same book spread out i enjoy it more and I've noticed that books, when you spread it out and, like, you take breaks and you're not reading anything else necessarily in between. You're just, like, taking longer to read it because you can, like, only read a chapter a night or whatever. You don't get in as invested, so you just don't like it as much. Hmm. I mean, yeah, I some books I would definitely agree with that because if I feel like I'm taking a while to read a book, it just feels dragged out and, like, I'm – if I only read like a couple pages of a book a day and it takes me a while, then I just feel like, like mm-hmm. I said, it's dragged out and I, I just want to get it done, I guess. Um, but that just means if I'm not reading more than a few pages at a time, that just usually means it's not really hooking me in. So it's not like a, like a great book for me anyway. Um, I don't know. I wouldn't, I've only read, I don't read that many books like all in one sitting or like all in one day. But um, I've read, like, large portions of books all in one day. But that means I already like the book to begin with. So I don't know. It's like a chicken and egg. It's very true. Thing. Like, am I reading it all in one sitting because I like it? Or do I like it because I'm reading it all in one sitting, hmm. you know? That's a very good point. Huh. I feel like it takes me a really long time to read any book, no matter what book it is. Unless it's very short. If it's really short, then I read it in a day or two. But if it is not really short, then it'll take me anywhere from a week to five <laughs> months. <laughs> Up until – actually, that's not so true anymore. I've actually been really good lately. But, like, in college, it took me five months to read any book. It could have been a magazine, and it would have taken me five months to read it. Yeah. I guess that's so – maybe yeah. that's what the difference I is because I would never have taken – if it was taking me five months to read something, then I was probably not even really reading it anymore. Well, when I say five months, I mean, like, I read – so, for example, this is a bad example because this is the biggest book that's ever <laughs> existed. It. Um, I read the first, like, uh, 500 pages of it in, um, like, over the summer. And then I went back to school. And then in January, I read the last 700, pa- 700 pages of it in, like – 
three, four weeks. So that took me technically seven months, but the actual time I spent reading it was oh, yeah, see, only like that's different. four months. Yeah, I feel like that's two months versus like you're just slowly reading it over a long, long period of time. Yeah. Yeah, no, I don't usually I do mean, that. I mean, in college, I only read, I only had time to read about a book per month. Uh, during the semester so but if it was if I found that a book was taking me longer than a month then it was kind of the same thing like I couldn't tell if I just wasn't enjoying it or if I wasn't enjoying it because I was stretching Hmm. it out so long like I think for me I do have to finish a book in like a certain like a contained amount of time at least or amount of time that makes sense like now if the book was taking me a month to read I'd be like okay this is crazy I'm putting Mm -hmm. it down but in college a month was like a normal amount and like anything longer than a month then I would start to consider am I really enjoying this or do I just not have time so I think there definitely is a time factor in it for me but again I can't tell if it's taking me a long time because I don't like it or if I don't like it because it's taking me a long time you know right. what I mean the nerd in me is yeah. that we can't actually Depends. ever experiment on this because like you can't make the same person read the same book twice with that experience right. of experience it yet yeah unless, yes. we, can unless get, we can get right. our memories unless, okay We'll, have, we'll be able to have, like, a control group, a full <laughs> experiment. The psych minor in me is right, excited. Exactly. <laughs> All right. Well, is there anything else we want to discuss today? I think we're good. No. Well, this brings us to the end of our episode. Thank you all so much for listening. Uh, you can follow us on Instagram at Pod. And you can follow us on Twitter at um, So please leave us a rating, write a review, subscribe to our podcast, and tell all of your friends. And also, um, we will, as Sarah mentioned earlier, we will be having our group read next week. Uh, the episode comes out the 27th. It is Night Film by Marisha Pessel. So if you have read it, let us know what you thought. And if you haven't read it, read it. And also, for fun, our next group read for May. Oh, my God. Yep. Is next month, That's May. crazy. <sighs> <sighs> for May. We will be doing a fun thing where we will come up with potential books for us to read for the group read, and we will create a poll on Twitter. And you guys can vote on which book you would like for our May book read Yay. to be. We're, we don't know what books yet. Yes. We're still thinking on it. Next week we'll that'll be, be coming to Yeah, soon. next week we'll be telling you yes. guys. And if you read Nightfilm with us, be sure to email us the review or uh, tweet it at us. Yes. All right. Well, thank you guys so much for listening. We hope you have a great rest of your day. Bye. Bye.